Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, it's finally here. NFL Draft Week. Welcome aboard, Big Sales. National Football Show. This is the week that actually... We're not going to be bashing Howie Roseman this week. It's beyond that. Now it's about the players that the Eagles can go after in the NFL draft. There'll be certain topics that we talk about with free agency and some of the players that maybe they've missed on. But right now, this is about identifying guys that can help this football team as we build a concrete floor for this team and continue to make sure that we don't have Happened what happened last time in 2017. Roof caved in. Football team was not built for a long-term success. It just was not. Also, your favorite football team, your favorite player, potentially going in the NFL draft. There are so many great players. I think in this draft that people really haven't identified. And because it's not considered a great quarterback draft, Everybody else is always under the assumption, well, this can't be a great draft. That's not the case. I've got my top five picks that I think will go in the upcoming Thursday draft, okay? And I'm going to get to the Eagle stuff here in a second. Please hit the like button, guys. You guys have been awesome. I can't thank you enough for how you've made the show grow. Thank you very much. By the way, in hour number two, we will talk with our friend Gary Cobb. He'll hit up with us who he thinks at 4.30 Eastern time that the Eagles should draft. Also, big week. Jimmy Johnson is going to join us. Howie Long's going to join us. We got everybody. I mean, I mean, Phil Sims is going to join us this week as we get ready for the upcoming NFL draft. So, once again, hit that like button. And before we get into everything here, let's do this. I have never in my life seen a player like Ben Simmons. I have never in my life seen a guy like that where he loves what the game provides for him, but he doesn't love the game. And all the sports and all the years that I've covered all these years, I've never seen anything like this. You know what's funny, though? Shows you how our media is. Simone Biles quits on the Olympic team. She's given a pass. Ben Simmons quit on his nets and he's being castrated by the sports media. You even have WIP running a poll that says whether or not Ben Simmons is faking the injury or not. Okay. Mental health. Same thing there. You don't know. We're not doctors here. We're just sports people. We only play him on TV and on the radio, right? Nobody really knows what's going on with that dude. It's funny, though, isn't it? Watching how we cover one athlete versus another. Why? Because she's a woman? Anytime you're in the arena, I don't care what your gender is. You're going to be gauged by the amount of greatness you have and how we'll look at you. Not giving Simone Biles a pass. Not at all. 
She shouldn't have went. I've said that numerous times. Ben Simmons should not have told the Nets he was going to play potentially in game four. She should not have said it. She said, listen, I'm going to not play the rest of the year. But instead, we sit here as media and we pick and choose who to assassinate. It's pretty funny to watch, actually, isn't it? it? Shows you again how society picks certain people out on who to attack, who to try to cancel, who maybe not to cancel. It's a great exercise. God, I hope Elon Musk gets Twitter. Looks like he is, by the way. Okay, no doubt. It's funny watching Stephen A. Smith make an absolute valid point on Ben Simmons, too. Okay? Smile, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about she shouldn't have went. Smile, she shouldn't have went. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm not dissecting it here. I'm not playing doctor. Nobody knows Ben Simmons' history. Do you? Okay, I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm saying the media has chosen to pick a side. Ben's a scumbag. Simone isn't. Okay? Everybody's got their own story. It's funny how we cover it, though. All right. Who should the Philadelphia Eagles draft at number 15 and number 18 in Thursday's NFL draft in the first round? Who should they take? I'd love to hear your thoughts before I give you my synopsis, how I see this thing playing out. And by the way, I've got a trade for the Eagles. Some things that I've been hearing, some people that I've been talking to, and people that I take great value in have told me that the Eagles are talking to a particular team, and they're looking to trade. So I will lay mine out here. Who do you think the Philadelphia Eagles, again, will pick at 15 and 18? You know, I I think I'll go first here. Eastside Monster says, Davison Williams. Goldberg says they should use 18 in a package for Debo. I don't believe they're going anywhere in there. Okay, I don't think they're going anywhere in there. This is who I would do, and this is what I would take, and this is where I would go if I were the Eagles. You ready? I would take with the 15th pick, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Just too much to pass. Just too much to pass. I believe he'll be there. Six foot five and a half. I mean... The guy runs like a deer at that size. Too much athleticism. He, he is a giant. He could be probably one of the best athletes I've ever seen at defensive tackle. And then when I put the production that he had at Georgia and how good he was at Georgia, there's no question. They're at 15. You take Jordan Davis if he's sitting there. He's just too good, man. And now you wonder why the Philadelphia Eagles ended up restructuring a contract for Fletcher Cox for a one-year deal. This is going to be the heir apparent to him. So I would take Jordan Davis at number 15. This is what I'm hearing for the 18th pick. 
I'm hearing the Eagles and the Green Bay Packers are in conversations for the 18th pick, which would mean that the Eagles would get the 22nd pick in this year's draft, and they would get a late third-round pick for them moving down with the Packers. And with the 22nd player taken, Devin Lloyd, Utah. It's funny that these were, you know, some of the guys that we were circling when I did my mock draft. I say Devin Lloyd, Utah, with the 22nd pick, they end up taking him. He's a guy that you could put in a 34-43. He's a Micah Parsons type of guy, an athlete. He's that good. He's a guy. I was a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed in how he performed at the Combines. But to me, here's a, here, here is a player that with the versatility that you need in today's defenses, he gives it to you. Okay? Can he be a three-down DT? I believe he can. He was a three-down DT when he was at Georgia and in that defensive line. Um, one above all, I'll say this to you, man. There's going to be at least nine guys taken in the first three rounds off that defense. Yes, he reminds me, Chris, he reminds me of the kid with the Ravens. He takes plays off. Jerome Brown took plays off, Will. Steven says, Debo says that he doesn't want to run with the ball anymore. You know what, Steven? When you pay a guy $28 million, he'll do what he's told. Okay? He'll do what he's told. I'm with that, Sills, one above all. How are we dealing with the pack? Can he play three downs, though, Sills? Looks to be an issue with you guys and whether or not he can he, he can play three downs. It's a good question. His size and his strength, though. You know, they said the same thing about Warren Sapp when he came out of Miami. Is he a three-down guy? Can he play three downs? Sapp turned out to be one of the best three-technique pass rushes there is. Okay. They all have motors. Howard, that's right. All those Georgia, kid have, Georgia kids have two things that you – three things. They love the game. They have motors, and they're productive. M. Reyes said we should draft a corner, a coffin corner punter in the first one of these days. I'm not drafting a punter that high when I have way more holes right now on my football team that I have to address. Davis is the pick if he's there. He's a no-brainer. Just saying, man. How do you pass on a guy when you look at his production, too? Look at his production, okay? His production at Georgia. See, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to fall in love with a guy off of his combine. That's that doesn't tell me if he's a football player. That tells me he came to the combines and he performed at what he was asked to do. Shuttles, bench press, vertical jump. You know, doing all those drills, pass rushing drills. He trained, which means he was prepared. Not going to give you kudos for being prepared for the combines. I'm actually going to check it off if you're not prepared. And when you're not prepared, okay, 
we're in an evaluation part of this now where we're looking at this. One smallest thing can be the difference between you going first overall or 18th. These guys in all of this process right now, half inch too short, didn't run a great 40. Interview wasn't hot. Wonderlick test kind of frightened somebody. They look, some teams like smart kids. We're in right now. Everybody sitting around. And by the way, welcome aboard Philadelphia Eagles for coming aboard and watching the show as you always do each and every single day. So the Eagles are sitting around their draft table right now. What separates this kid from this kid? Why is this guy better than this guy? I like you're going to have half the room liking one kid versus the other side of the table going, yeah, but you want that. Then it's got to come down to Howie Roseman signing off on it and then going to the owner. Here's where our direction is. The owner already knows the direction of the draft. Howie's already laid it out what he's going to do. And remember something else too, guys. When you're sitting around at 15 and 18, you're kind of a slave to the board. You know, just like last year, you're kind of a slave to the board. Some guys may fall. Some guys may not. That's why you have to have multiple picks. Look, I wrote some of these names down even. I wrote some of these names that could be around the 15th pick. Olave, McDuffie, uh, Nicobe Dean, Burks from Arkansas. couple of these guys could be down there at that time. You have to make a tough decision. Jordan Davis may get picked earlier. Then what do you do? You can't get caught with your pants down in a scenario, so you have to have multiple scenarios playing itself out. By the way, I will say this. I feel very comfortable if I were the general manager, and I'm going to play GM this week. I feel very comfortable in making this comment. There is not one quarterback in this draft that I would put my franchise um, in their first round draft choice behind. Not one. No, thank you. I'd rather get a better player. I'd rather get a better player and I'd rather get a player with more production. I'd rather get a more valued player. I'd rather use Jimmy Johnson's value chart on getting the player that I know that could be productive on my roster and instead of a guy that I'm I'm half not sure. That's not what this is about here. You're trying to limit failure here. If the one thing you're being told about this draft, remember something, most teams fail in their drafts. The very, very hard science, figuring it out. So when you're putting a draft board together, What do you want to look for? Put your draft board together and say this. Does a kid play against good people? Yes. Check. Does a kid have great production? Yes. Then is the kid an athlete? Yes. Is he coachable? Yes. How was the interview? Great. Then you put that kid in a bucket And you put all the chips in there and you start lining them up. Which guy you like more over this guy? Which need you need on your team more? That's how you start to evaluate a draft. Production, love of the game. Ben Simmons is the greatest example of what you don't want to draft. 
Stephen A. Smith said it perfectly. He quit on LSU. He quit on the Sixers. Now he's quitting on the Nets. That's a character flaw. Are you drafting that? No matter how good the kid looks, no matter how much that, you'd be shocked how many people still draft that and still look at Ben Simmons and go, the guy's so gifted. He's one of the top five defensive guys in the NBA. I'm not drafting that. I'll take a lesser guy that's going to be out there for 82 games. He's going to give me max effort. May not be the same thing as Ben Simmons, but you know what I can do? I can count on him and I can build my team around him. You can't build a team around Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, it's vaccinations. Then it was um, something crazy different last year. Okay, with the, like the insurrection thing or the January 6th. There was always an excuse for Kyrie Irving not to play. He's another one. I'm not drafting that. I don't care how talented you are. You, you ever watch the movie Draft Day? Guy puts a name in his pocket. And Kevin Costner, playing the general manager of the Browns, puts that name in his pocket. And no matter what, he wanted to draft a linebacker out of Ohio State because he had done all of his homework. And you know what it became? All the way leading up to draft, there were other people saying about this one quarterback kid. There was one thing that kind of turned that general manager off. He didn't believe he was a winner. He believed that the guy he had who was working his ass off in his own locker room at the end was the guy that was going to take his football team to a Super Bowl. Believing on what you draft, looking at a character flaw in a guy, okay? That all plays into it. I'm not saying that character is the number one thing, but I think it's a hodgepodge of stuff. Davis and Dean would be a terrific start to the draft. So you like Nicobe Dean. I think he's a little undersized, but in today's NFL, I think you can get away with it. Walker, he likes us that much. He gave up another hour for less money. I'm okay with any of Davis, Dean, Burks, Lloyd, Booth, Hamilton, the Iowa Center, and Jamison Williams. I don't believe Jamison Williams will be there. I think Jamison Williams most likely will go to the Jets. If I am listening to my sources, the Jets really like Jamison Williams. You know, Drake London, I don't know. I don't know, Sands. I, there's something about him. He He's a guy that looks more... He had a lot of production on a four-win ball team last year. You know? I would love London or Burks for their size. We have a complete offense. I see us really loading up on defense. You do not have a complete offense. That offense with those wide receivers, except for Devontae, you do not have wide receivers. You don't have one legitimate wideout outside of Devontae. The rest of them are dudes. You've got a good tight end, you've got a good back, and you've got a spectacular offensive line. Let's not overvalue this. Our Gravy, what up, brother? Eagles are missing two starters in the secondary, cornerback and safety. I would agree, and also a linebacker and edge rusher. 
Sometimes they go hand in hand. Okay, I agree. We are missing a wide receiver piece. And that's the guy that can get us up and get the ball rolling. You don't think you're missing a quarterback, too. Talent all day. I agree. Here's who I think will be the top five picks in the NFL draft. Did a lot of work over the weekend. So you know. And again, one more time here. The Eagles are going to take Jordan Davis, defensive tackle Georgia, with the 15th pick. By all accounts, they're going to trade with the Packers, the 18th pick, and move to the 22nd pick and pick up a late third rounder. And then they're going to take a 22, Devin Lloyd. I think Howie's moving back on that 18th pick to get more picks and more obviously quality parts, which means this, there's going to be more twos and threes this year and next year for this team to load up on both sides of the ball. It's actually pretty smart. Here's my top five picks. Will says, trust your scouts. Don't overthink this. Correct, Will. Trust the people who went on the road and not the people sitting back at the Novacare Center watching film. Talk to the guys who actually went and went down to Athens. Talk to people who actually went to Little Rock. Talk to people who actually went to Columbus and talk to the coaches, the players. Talk to those people who put the road work in. You know the first thing you do when you're talking about a kid like Jordan Davis? Who do you think that I would get? Who do you think I would get if I was Howie Roseman? If I was Howie Roseman, who would you call for a scouting report on Jordan Davis? Who would you call? Who would you call? If you wanted a scouting report on Jordan Davis, who would you call? Thanks, Timothy. Appreciate it. Who would be the one guy that you would take his value and his word when you're talking about these kids that you're going to potentially draft on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? (laughs) Two, five, two goes me. He'd call himself Kirby. Kirby Smart, the head coach of Georgia. No. I'm calling Nick Saban. That's right, Chris. Excellent. I'm calling Saban. Nick, how good was this guy? You handled him in the SEC title game, but he was all over the place in the national title game. Tell me about him. And then Nick will go into telling you an unbiased opinion or talking to a guy like Ed Ogeron. Or even Dan Mullen. Anybody that this kid lined up against. I don't want to hear Kirby. Kirby's going to be a salesman for his kids. Because the more kids that Kirby gets drafted. What is Nick Saban saying? What is that number? I don't know. Xander, do you know the number? How how many billions of dollars has Nick Saban made his players? Since he's been there um, at Alabama. Billions of dollars. Nick's a salesman. He wants his guys. Now, I'm not saying Nick's going to lie about his guys. 
But know this, if I call him up about Jordan Davis or N'Kobe Dean, what do, you, what do you think of him? Kid was great, man. He will take a playoff. Keeping him motivated is going to be maybe an issue. That's why you got Fletcher next to him or Hardgrave next to him. You got some veteran leadership in there talking to him. Offensive lineman across from him in camp. Kid, you got to play your ass off every down when you're in the NFL. Ain't no days off. Ain't no plays off. I and this guy don't lie. You're going to be evaluated every single play. And nobody cares you won a national title. Nobody cares you went to Georgia. Can't take plays off in this league, kid. Especially when you're the 15th pick in a draft. You got to show up and you got to play your ass off. Okay? Here's who my, and I'll give you, by the end of the program, my top 10. Here are your top five players. At number five, Charles Cross, Mississippi State offensive tackle, go to the Giants if they don't trade out of that pick. Number four, Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati cornerback, New York Jets. Number three, I hope I'm saying this kid's name right. Please forgive me if I mispronounce it. Ikeem Ikawan, NC State offensive tackle, Texans. Number two, Aiden Hutchinson. Michigan, edge rusher, Lions. And the number one pick will be Trayvon Walker, Georgia, defensive line, Jaguars. Can't pass him by. Can't pass him by. Walker's the best player in the draft. All the YouTube stuff I've watched, the stuff that uh, Barrett sent me, he's the best player in the draft. He's the best player in the country. That kid there can play. He is the best, okay? Hands are great. Feet are great. Motor's great. Interview was spectacular. Did well on the Wonderlick test. You couldn't find an opponent that, that schemed against him that said he wasn't a game-changing player. He's your first pick. He is your first pick. Yeah, I got Neil out of the top, top five. Xander was right. He stops after engagement. And what I mean by this is he's great at the point of attack. He's great when he's in you, but he doesn't finish plays. He'll let a guy on a second move get by him. And he doesn't continually finish plays. There was a film I watched. I can't remember the game. I watched him miss a boatload of guys after he had blocked them. The guy makes the play. You engage. You got him. Then he stops. He doesn't finish. I thought that was a bit of an issue. I may be wrong. I had him. Hey. Hey. Just to show you how different it is now, 
Watch this. After I did all my homework, here was my mock draft versus what I think will happen Thursday. I had the kid from NC State at five, so I'm kind of still right there, but I had him going to the Giants. The Giants still taking an offensive lineman, the kid from Mississippi State. I had the Jets taking Thibodeau. I think Thibodeau's falling out of the top five, too. And I got Sauce Gardner going there. The kid from NC State, I got third. Here I've got Stingley. I got Stingley out of the top five. I had I had Hutchinson two. He's still two. But I had Evan Neal number one. Now I've got Trayvon Walker. It's funny after you watch all the game film on him, how all those perceptions change. Okay. Sand says, Sills, you are, you are so right. All of his film shows his leg stop after initial contact. I couldn't. And, and you know what? Because he played, because Evan Neal played against so many like guys that he dominated that with the first initial hit, he was able to run them over. You're not going to do that in the NFL. Guys got second and third moves. And if you quit on that first move, you're going to be beat like a turnstile. There were too many plays on his film where he stops. Too many. Too many. Do I think he's a first-round prospect? I do. But there were just too many times I saw on film that he stopped. Can't have that, man. Got to play to the whistle. Razor says Stingley fits Eagles better than the zone and trailing technique razor here's here's the issue that i have with stingley stingley's best year was three years ago every year until this coming thursday draft he's gotten worse on film it was almost like he was making business decisions i don't think he's the leader that patrick peterson is I think he's got to be teamed with another street, uh, free or strong safety leader like a Richard Sherman who's a leader in the corner or a Cam Chancellor. Then I think he fits a system. Maybe Darius Slay would be that guy. But Stingley's film has gotten progressively worse over the year they won the national championship when LSU was really dominant with all those players in there. Shit, man, he should have probably came out then. He would have been a top 15. He would have probably been a top 15, top 10 pick. His his tape just doesn't. He really hasn't performed to his ability the last two years, in my opinion. Kobe Bryant, sound tackler and coverage. Chris, he is a good player. He is. Sills Neal looks at a lot like Chance Warmark did in college. Dude, he just gets into you, Neil. And and by the way, he may go on to be a perennial all-pro. And he gets with a coach like Jeff Stoutland, and they fix that. But if you're not fixing that at Alabama, 
Surely the coaches at Alabama saw that. Surely the coaches at Alabama saw that after his initial contact and his engagement, he stops. He stops. NFL, you can't stop. You'll get swam and ripped and swimmed and everything. Just, yeah, like a, yeah, it's like a pause. He stops and then the kid takes off. And how many times when you watch a Evan Neal game film where the backside guy makes a play because Neal stopped? I saw it in that Georgia game quite a bit, actually. If the Eagles don't draft a corner in the first two rounds, do you think that means McPherson is number two? I think you're going to be able to get as many as you possibly can. Um, pretty good safeties in this draft. Ask any Bama fan. They know Neil got beat a lot. He's just a physical specimen. That's Xander talking too. Okay. That's Xander talking about Bama. And by the way, I'm not speaking for Xander here, but him and I know the kid's a first round prospect. I'm, I'm not saying he's not. But when we're talking top five, these other guys, man, they finish plays and run guys into the dirt. Dude, I got to tell you, man, I saw the Georgia guys beating them in the title game. I'm, I'm, and, and, and again, remember something here. It's a fine line between five and 13. Okay? Fine line between pick five and pick 13 or pick 15. Anything, anything could change that dynamic. Will says, doesn't matter in college. Now you're at the pros. Some men aren't ready for that grind. Will, amen to that. You got to be mentally focused and ready to play here. Especially in those positions. For whatever reason, the quarterbacks get pampered and said that you don't have to play this year. We'll wait and see what you do over the next three years. When you're an OT or you're a DT or a linebacker or a corner, you freaking need to play now, not tomorrow, not next year, today, right now, especially when you're taking in the top five picks, especially when you're a first-round draft choice. Davey Boy, I'll get to the kid, Carl Aftis, um, uh, here in a second here because i got to take a time out here. Eagles have a track record of not drafting cornerbacks in the first round. I hope they change that. I, I, I'm not passing on Davis. And, and if Sauce Gardner's there, now wait a minute. Would you rather have Trent McDuffie or would you rather have Jordan Davis? Or would you rather have Olave from Ohio State? Those three guys could probably be there. Let's take a timeout because I want to hit on that as well. Okay, because those three guys could be sitting there. All right? They can be. Hey, guys, we really... We really appreciate Morgan & Morgan so much sponsoring the National Football Show and Big Sales here. The fee is free. That means this, okay? They don't get paid unless you get your fair compensation. And if you're hurt on the job or you're injured on the job, finding that lawyer is one of the most important things that you could possibly do when it comes to making sure you get your fair compensation. For the people, my friends, it's not a slogan, okay? It's who they are. It's what they do. I've known Morgan & Morgan for over 25 years, and they've been battling for clients for all these years. Get this. 
Last 30 years, $13 billion in compensation has been awarded to their clients because they go to work for you and they fight other law firms for you. That's right. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, Florida, New York, and across the country, size matters, my friends. They're the biggest law firm in the country. They will not be intimidated when they make sure that you get your fair compensation. And they will. Look, the call is free. The consultation's free. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is what Morgan & Morgan does for the people. They make sure they fight for you. And do me a favor. Make sure you tell them Big Sill sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Welcome aboard National Football Show Draft Week. There is nothing like getting this call. Dan, how'd you like to be a buck? Welcome to the NFL. And <laughs> first person I called was my pop. Shit. Remember it like it was yesterday. How'd you like to be a buck? Welcome to the NFL. Plane will pick you up 20 minutes. Bring your dancing shoes. Because you're going to be going around Tampa Bay, Sarasota, St. Pete. <sighs> Got on an airplane. Only time I've ever been on a private jet. They flew me up. Because it was like when Reggie was taken in a supplemental. Okay? And I was a 56 player taken, which means this. The next year's draft, um, the Bucks had to surrender their third round pick for me. However, today, the 56 picks a second rounder. So think of that for, you know, because there wasn't, I don't think Carolina and Jacksonville were in the uh, NFL at the time. And so um, I go up to um, Tampa. I get off. Everybody's waiting for me. It was a big deal. Silly old buck. It's all over the headlines. And I walk in there and guy hands me a $350,000 check. I was like this. Bring your shine box. Thank you. Hey, East Side Monster. Oh, man. I'd be like, pass on the bucks. Hey, man. I was just happy to get into the NFL at that time. Man, unlike that call. Hey, welcome to the NFL. I wasn't mentally prepared for it, which is sad and weak. I sound like Ben Simmons. But, um, yeah, that was – I posted – get this. So I got an itinerary, and the Bucks had sent it to me through this agency. I don't even know how. They sent it to – I had an attorney at the time, uh, Joe Martinez. So they sent it to my attorney. And on there, I it's on my uh, Twitter page. Some guy that's sitting there because he was a Canes fan. Congratulations on a great effort at UM. Good luck. I was like, wow, man. I know gaming. I get it. I get it. By the way, Elon Musk ends up buying Twitter. $444 billion. Isn't it funny how liberals hate this guy? He believes in electric vehicles and free speech, and they hate him. I thought he was one of them. I, I, I thought he was one of them, right? Forty-four billion, forty-four billion, billion. Excuse me, I'm not in that world there. You know what I mean? B with a B, billion. Thank you, Xander. Four hundred forty-four billion dollars. Wow. Holy cow. And you know what the number one thing trending on Twitter right now is? Will he let Trump back? Of course he's going to let Trump back. Trump's good for business. 
Trump's great for business. Twitter hasn't been the same. See, tr- Twitter has thought that they they had some sort of like power. Now they don't. It's over with. It's over. <laughs> Elon Musk is taking it private, and that's it. <laughs> it's over. You can't let the Ayatollah and Putin on Twitter had the 45th president of the United States banned from it because you don't like what he's ty- what he's saying. <laughs> you can't. And by the way, I'm just going to be sitting there eating popcorn, drinking beer, and watching the whole thing going, this is classic. This is classic. Very few people will be getting banned. And some of the people that got banned will not be. Wow. Man. Holy cow. I'll tell you what, Democrats don't like this. No way, and especially with the midterms coming up. Man, this, this is crazy. All right, don't forget, Gary Cobb, 4.30 Eastern time, hour number two. We will talk with him. Oh, and I believe tomorrow Jimmy Johnson and Merrill Reese will be with us. So get closer to Thursday's NFL draft. I got the next four picks here. 10, 11, 12, 13. And just to recap here. By the way, Will, I I saw your comment. Thank you very much for loving the show. Thank you. Hey, and Will, can I say this to you? You made the Eagles watch this show now, right? Okay? (laughs) Xander's like this. How funny is it? The NFL taking Christmas Day from the NBA. Yeah, that used to be a centerpiece for the NBA. The NFL went, "Mm, I don't think so. That's now our day. How about this? You ready for this? So they've taken Christmas Day away from the NBA and they've taken Sundays away from churches. (laughs) Just so you know what the NFL thinks the most about. Yeah, we love God. We're this and that. No, you pray to the almighty dollar. Let's be real here. I love God, man. (laughs) I love God, but it's on Sundays, dude. Great. (laughs) Everyone's home right after church. You watch the NFL. Oh, uh, unless they have a London game, which means you, you start the money cash register earlier. Okay. (laughs) Right. Oh man. Oh, You guys don't know Trump's history. I don't care. That doesn't, I don't care about Trump's history. I don't care. Doesn't affect me. Donald Trump does not affect my day-to-day life, nor does Joe Biden. I could give a shit about both of those guys. I could care less. I care about gasoline prices going up. I care about food prices being up. Okay. That's all I care about right now. Okay. That's all I care. I have a few other things, but I can't, that's what I care about. Okay, but what about climate change? I I don't care. I could care less. I care about the things that affect my kingdom. Okay. Here we go. Here's here. I got 10 through 13 now. Oh, by the way, I said I was going to recap. 
I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles will take Jordan Davis with the 15th pick in the draft. Then I think they're going to trade with the Green Bay Packers, the 18th pick, move down to 22, get a third-round late pick in exchange. They'll take Devin Lloyd, Utah, with the 22nd pick. That's how I see the first day for the Eagles playing out. I think they trade back on the 18th pick. And I gave you my top five picks. I'll give you six through ten. I got... I grabbed the wrong sheet here, so I got 10 through 13 here. But, and by the way, like I said, Jamison Williams, in my opinion, I think he's going to the Jets. Um, Jets have two ones, right? I think the Jets are going to take him at number at, at number 10. I think the Jets are taking him at 10. Jamison Williams, 10. The Commanders at 11. Take Olave. I got the Vikings. At 12, taking Stingley. Then I have Seattle. At 13, because there's a trade. At 9. I'll get to you who I think trades with Seattle at nine. Seattle's going to trade out of that ninth pick, in my opinion, and trade down to 13 and trade with the Browns. And the Browns are going to grab a wide out. So I think there's going to be some movement here. I think Seattle moves out of the pick that they acquired from the Broncos at nine, move down to 13 where the Browns are and Seattle will be at 13 and they take Thibodeau there. They've seen Thibodeau. They scouted Thibodeau, Thibodeau went to Oregon. So from 10 to 13, I got Jamison Williams, Jets, Commanders, Olave, Vikings, Stingley, and Seattle getting Thibodeau. I think you're going to see a lot of moving back. Big Pickett says, three quarterbacks in the first 15 picks have at it. I want nothing to do. And I, I made it clear in my open. I want nothing to do with these quarterbacks. Nothing. Unless they're past round three. Nothing. Nothing to do with them. Jalen's better than every one of these guys or as good. And I don't want anyone as good or near Jalen Hurts for me to give up a first round pick, a second round pick. I could be talked into a third, maybe. Depends who it is. These guys all have third round, third round ratings on them. And you're going to take them in the top 15? Have at it. I'm out. No way. No way. Too much of a gamble for me. With a football team that made the postseason last year, Jalen Hurts can move the sticks, okay? No way. No way. I'm not walking backwards. I'm walking forward. And when I go and get a quarterback, I want Deshaun Watson. I want to see somebody like potentially Bryce Young or someone else that I'm going to evaluate in next year's draft. I do not want to see one of these. I don't think anything. Sam Howell, 
He's garbage. The Ritter kid from Cincinnati. Okay, the, the Malik Willis kid. He's an athlete playing quarterback. He's not a quarterback who's an athlete. I don't see any intangibles about him except that he can run an RPO. I don't want an RPO. I got an RPO guy. I don't need another RPO guy. I need a guy who can throw the ball 38 times a game and he's accurate. I don't see one guy in this draft except maybe the kid from Ole Miss who's got some accuracy to him. The rest of them are, I don't know, third-round guys. Could one of these guys turn out to be Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely. Absolutely. But from the film I'm watching, you think one of these kids has the same kind of um, upside as Trevor Lawrence? How about this one, too? Now, then again, you know the kid Zach Wilson that is with the Jets? Zach Wilson? Matt Corral? I think they're the same guy. Maybe Wilson's got a little bit more of a... Maybe he's got a little bit more sting on his fastball. Maybe. I don't see anything special in him. And you want to hear something else? That kid, Trey Lance, in San Francisco... One play tray? I don't know. Bryce Young up in Green Bay? I don't know. Those guys are all third rounders to me. Third, fourth round guys. If you had to redraft every one of those guys, you wouldn't take him in the first. Would you take Zach Wilson in the first round? Absolutely not. Would you take Trey Lance in the first round? Why? Because someone says he's got great athleticism. That's why you miss on quarterbacks, my friends. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are good golfers. These guys aren't pole vaulters or high hurdlers. <laughs> These two guys couldn't jump over a stack of quarters. But yet, when you get them on a football field, they're savants and they're amazing. Accuracy's out of and off the charts. Baker Mayfield is a great example, Chris. When Baker Mayfield was drafted number one overall, I had Bill Sims on with me. And I was going like, I don't see it. One, you could eat a bowl of soup off his head. Hey, Gravy, that kid Carson Strong is probably the only NFL arm in the draft. Gravy, yes. Yes, I agree. He's probably the only one with an NFL arm. The rest of them, I don't know. They look like dudes. No, Manning is a good golfer. Doesn't shock me. So is Brady. Johnny Manziel, another shrimpkin. The guy's a shrimp, and he's a small dude guys are all little dudes man not drafting that oh he's an athlete great an athlete well hell welcome to the nfl well he's an athlete (laughs) great respectfully pass on carson strong can't have another quarterback named Hart (laughs) best 
Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Hey, Vaselli, I'd rather have a guy on my team named Carson than draft a guy out of North Dakota State again. Okay? I ain't drafting anybody out of that place. Who do you play? Honestly. Eagle Creek University? Who, who do you play? Red Tail University? <laughs> Half the teams that North Dakota State plays, I've never heard of. Half. All. That says I still love Wentz. No hate here. Well, you're in the minority here, brother. Go Zappers. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, North Dakota State. Jesus. The only... Hey, if you catch me in North Dakota, I'm fishing. I'm not looking for a quarterback, and I'm not fishing for talent there. Hey, did you see that one wide receiver out of North Dakota State? No. <laughs> He's really a fine play. Great. You draft him. I'll draft a kid from Georgia or Bama. <laughs> I drafted any of these guys. I don't think Jamison Williams is going to be down there at 15. And I can't see how he's moving up because there's going to be pieces down there at 15 that are going to be value picks. Okay? I did. Hey, hey, hey Xander, he's, he's one of the guys I talked about. Oh, what did I call him? Garrett Pickens? No wonder, no wonder Xander probably forgot because I think I said Garrett. <laughs> Have you watched George Pickens' tape? Oh, my God. He's really a great player, man. He, he is really a great player. He could be down there too, okay? He could be down there. I think Howie's going to go on the defensive side of the ball, though. I do, okay? I do think he's trading down, though, at that 18th pick. As a matter of fact, I think Xander may have even hinted to that about a month ago, that he thought Howie would maybe trade that down on 18, haven't talked to people and haven't talked to the fact that a lot of people have told me that um, the Packers and the Eagles are potentially trying to work a deal out there at that pick at 18 because the Packers want to get up and get Aaron Rodgers a wide receiver. Um, I could see that kid Burks potentially being there for the Packers. And I could see them, they're going to, they're drafting a wide out in the first round. Why would you pay a guy $50 million? Hey, and by the way, I want to show you something else. You know, all these big time teams that are paying these quarterbacks now, there's one thing that's evident here, okay? You're going to move off your wide receiver. And because there's so many kids that are coming out now in the draft, you know you, you know what's really interesting? You know, years ago, and I, I think I mentioned this to you guys years ago, years ago running backs would be littered in the draft, just littered. We haven't talked about one running back. Maybe the kid from Georgia in the third round? We really haven't talked about one running back in this draft at all. All the kids today know the money's playing wide out and you could be a social media maverick. You, 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 you create a brand wide receivers. I used to think were guys that were just the icing on the cake. They're now part of the fundamental of the cake and building that wedding cake. Cornerback. Pass rusher, the wide receivers now becoming a major part of that. Absolutely. I'll look at six through six through ten. And we'll reset here and re and recap. And I, I want to make sure if you're cool with what I'm saying here, where I'm going, 
And this is if I were Howie Roseman. By the way, was that a first hour not ripping Howie at all? Told you. This is about talking about players this week. This is about making the team better. I could sit on here all day long and shit all over somebody. Why? I sound like a common show, just talking shit all day long. Now we're going to talk about getting better. What should they do? That's what good sports people do. Okay, you made your point. What are you going to do, fat mouth? This is what I'm going to do. We're going to continue more of that. Now we're number two. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome aboard. Hour number two, Big Sills. National Football Show. Gary Cobb from Fox 29, bottom of the hour. We will talk to our friend, get his spin on where he sees the Eagles potentially moving. Um, 
I'm going to reset each and every single hour because I want everyone to know my position here as we get ready for the Thursday draft. Jordan Davis is my guy. I think how he rolls out of that 18th pick and goes down to the 22nd pick. And that's where he takes Devin Lloyd. I think my top five picks in the NFL draft are Trayvon Walker, Georgia defensive line, goes to the Jags, Aiden Hutchinson, who, by the way, me personally, I don't see it. If you think Ryan Kerrigan is a good player, I'll take that back. If you think Ryan Kerrigan was a good football player with Washington, then you're happy with that pick at two. At two. Okay. Ryan Kerrigan was a fine ball player. But would you have taken Ryan Kerrigan number two? Probably not. Trade down, I would. I could have got him. So you're going to draft a Michigan guy because you're the Lions? Fundamental mistake an organization like that makes all the time. Because you know why? They're run by used car salesmen. The Lions are run by used car salesmen. What's good for the public? What is the public like? What what builds a football team? How do you win ball games? Asking Fred in Pontiac, Michigan, who he thinks they should take is stupid. Hey, Fred, what do you think? Hey, that guy, man, from Michigan. Yeah, can't miss. (laughs) Why? Because he played at Ann Arbor? That's so dumb. Fred, right? Bama, Georgia, SEC, Clemson, Ohio State, maybe Southern Cal, clearly Oregon, Pitt, Penn State, places like that. You're rarely going to lose because the majority of the talent goes to those places. LSU, A&M, Florida. Hell, even Tennessee puts guys in the league. It's not, this is not rocket science. And when you take a guy out of Utah State or you take a guy like Trey Lance, why do you think they're sitting on their asses? Because the game was too fast for them. They're playing against inferior competition. Come on, man. Now, on the other hand, Does that competition thing sometimes come up and bite analysts in the rear end or evaluators? Right. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. He came out of Miami of Ohio, and one of the big criticisms was, who was Ben playing against when he was at Miami of Ohio? There was a criticism. If you look at his scouting report and what people wrote about him, that was a concern. Who did he play against? Same thing with Steve McNair. Steve went to Alcorn State. People are like, really? There's no question that that comes back and the guy turns out to be a superstar player. Absolutely. Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley State. But there are more guys you're going to hit on if you draft from Alabama. Is that not fair? The best kids in the country don't go to Mississippi Valley State. The best kids in the country go to the Southeastern Conference or teams that air it out like Oklahoma. 
follow where the kids sign and you're not going to get wronged in the process of evaluating. Stu says, T.O., great. T.O. is fantastic. Okay? Uh, Devontae Adams. And I brought this stat up to you. 60% of the wide receivers that were drafted in the last 10 years, 60% that went on to be a, a pro bowler were not drafted in the first round. Don't get caught up in the first round. Get caught up in production. Okay? Get caught up in production. Could somebody tell me what Debo Samuel was? Was was Debo Samuel, was he a first-round draft choice out of South Carolina? Because I'm sorry, I don't remember his draft day. I don't remember if Debo Samuel was a first-round draft point uh, choice at all. I I don't remember. I, I do not remember him when he was at South Carolina and playing for the Gamecocks. I don't remember him. I don't ever remember really South Carolina being all that good. I think the last guy I remember that came out of South Carolina was Jadavian Clowney. Kevin says he was, which is it, Stu or Kevin? Is it second or third? All I know is he wasn't a first. Okay. But if you go to some of these programs, Razor says because he was hurt, okay? Mike Williams got drafted, Razor, with an injury by the Chargers out of Clemson in the first round. Sometimes that stuff doesn't matter. Alshon Jeffrey, good night. (laughs) Alshon Jeffries, keep him. Oh, wait, we are. The guy's dead cap money still hits the Eagles in the face every day we talk about it. Talk about a shitty deal. Wow. Still on your books. Five million bucks. Ouch. Right? Xander pointed it out to me. Why do I keep running down poor deals and their dead cap money? And I keep saying that how he knows how to manage the cap. I sound like an idiot when I'm doing that. So I went... I went Trayvon Walker one, Hutchinson two, the NC State offensive tackle three. Forgive me for not being able to pronounce his name. Sauce Gardner at four, Charles Cross offensive tackle, Giants at five. Here's six through nine, because we we did last hour 10 through 13 with a trade. Um. This is where I think Evan Neal gets drafted. Carolina needs O-lineman. Gets a chance to play in the South. Gets to stay down in the South. He's from Okeechobee, Florida. Um, Talking to his high school coach over the weekend. Um, He's really a great kid. Was so easy to coach when he was at Alabama. And again, my only problem with Evan Neal is, is that he got beat on his edges a lot. And he doesn't finish his block. I talked to Brian Baldinger also over the weekend about it. You know, I had him number one overall. And then I, I watched, you know, I was watching his athleticism at the combines, and I'm like, this kid's a freak show, too. 
him and Jordan Davis are two of the most incredible athletes I've ever seen for their size. You see Evan Neal do that box jump like with one leg. This kid is an athlete, man. He is. And then you wonder, you know, what's, what's, what's the deal? What's everybody's always got a flaw in their game. My, my, my flaw was I couldn't put my left hand down and it hurt me. What's his flaw? Everyone has one. He just doesn't finish plays. Gets into you, engages in you. Once he gets you, though, once he gets those big paws on you, he's going to take you right to the ground. But he he's he just doesn't finish. And guys can, which means this, really talented athletic guys in the NFL, like Michael Parsons, they're going to make backside plays on him. He's going to be initially blocked, but he's going to make a play come backside on you because the offensive lineman didn't continue his block till the whistle. That's what I see with him. Is he good enough to take it six? Yeah. Yeah. I feel comfortable taking him at six. And you see easy money here? Um, and I know he loves Matt Corral. I said this in the last hour, and I'll say this throughout this Monday here. I am comfortable in saying this. If I was a general manager of a football team, I would never in a million years invest a first, a second round draft choice on a quarterback in this NFL draft. They're third round values. Every one of them. Everyone I've talked to says they're third round values. Okay. And you could maybe talk me into wasting or using a third round pick on a quarterback, but it would depend who it is, but I'm not using a first round pick on a guy who's being thought of as a third rounder. Haven't you learned your lesson with Baker Mayfield? Criminy, man. Really? And that kid went to Oklahoma, won the Heisman Trophy. And you're going to take a gamble on a kid from Liberty. Hey, good luck to you, and I'm sure your franchise does very well in the draft. Ole Miss, the only reason, easy money, that I'm okay with you're pushing him because he's being coached by Lane Kiffin. He's got talent around him. Plays in the best conference in the country, sees the best talent in the country on a day-to-day basis and on a week-to-week basis. So I'm good with this. So I got Neil at six going to the Carolina Panthers. I got the Giants taking Kyle Hamilton. If they don't move out of this pick at seven, Notre Dame safety. I got the Falcons taking Drake London at number eight here to go along with what they did with Pitts last year. So you would have London and Pitts. Now, look, I know Marcus Mariota is the quarterback there. He's not the future. He's the gap guy. And and plus, remember something, too, with the Falcons, what they're doing this year. The Falcons are almost building the team the same way Howie's building the team. I think this is a great lesson here for you guys. How he's going to build the football team without the franchise quarterback and so is exactly what they're doing in Atlanta. Okay? You got Kyle Pitts that you took out of Florida last year who by all intent purposes, as long as you don't line him up on a strong side, he is going to be an absolute freak show. You line him up more in a slot. This is what Dan Mullen suggested that how Atlanta uses him. 
Because if you watched him in the Florida games or you watched him in the Georgia games, anytime that you lined him up and he had a defensive end on him, he was handled. You want him in open space. You want him to be something like how Aaron Hernandez was used in New England. Drop him in that slot there. Have him have more space. Don't let him have to block anybody because he's not a very good blocker unless his technique is improved. He wasn't very good in college. So you have to keep an eye on that. But now you put London on the other side of him. That's a potential good look. Now, again, you have to address your offensive line, which is in tatters. Same thing with your defensive front. Atlanta's got a ton of holes. And they've got... Matt Ryan's $37 million in dead cap money on their cap, so they're not doing anything right now, okay? And as far as I'm concerned, be on the lookout for them tanking the whole way and them having the worst record in the league. They will have the worst record in the league, Atlanta. Watch. They'll make sure of it so that they can get in line for C.J. Stroud or potentially Bryce Young if he does come out, grows a little, gets a little bigger, Okay. They're going to be in the market. And when you have Kyle Pitts and Drake London on both sides, you feel as an athletic uh, football team and also in your personnel department that you're putting pieces now on the field. And whatever happens with Calvin Ridley, too, God knows what happens there. Sean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not as high on Drake London, but I, I, I think he lands there. From what I'm hearing, I hear Atlanta really likes him a lot. Davey Boy says Atlanta would be fools to draft that kid. Personally, uh, he just is testing better, though, Davey, than the kid from Arkansas. He's test, he's testing better. And he's and, and see, his per, Davey Boy, his production, see, you're making me go back and think about what I was talking about. His production, man, was on a four-win ball team. And it worries me when you're always playing from behind and you put up big numbers. You put up big numbers and you're playing from behind. What's the point? Remember when Kevin Love was scoring like 25 and 10 every night when he was in Minnesota, right? He got on a good basketball team. He was like another guy, <laughs> right? And as I said, I got Seattle moving out of that nine spot, okay, and moving down to 13, and Garrett Wilson goes there at number nine. That's what we got there. So... This is going to be an interesting draft, to say the least. See what some of y'all are saying. And again, just to reiterate with you guys and what I'm talking about the Eagles doing. Jordan Davis, you're okay with Jordan Davis. And again, I'm going to throw the projected players that are still going to be on the board there. London won't get past 
the commies. If does the Eagles don't move, he's coming to Philly. Why could I? Why would I use the fifteenth pick and pass on Jordan Davis for a receiver that's going to be in the draft? That's going to be as talented as any one of these guys. There's a boatload of these kids in the draft, and as I told you, sixty percent of the pro bowlers over the last decade, 60%, 60%, more than half of the pro bowlers in the last decade were not first-round draft choices that went to the pro bowl and were not first-round guys. Why in the world would I go against that trend and pass on a guy who runs a four-seven-eight at 351 pounds? and is productive and just won a national title and was one of the staples on a defensive front. By the way, all of three guys are three guys from that Georgia Bulldog defensive line are going in the top 15 picks, maybe the top 20 picks. The kid Wyatt will probably be down there at around Where would he be? The kid Walker's the first player taken in the draft. He's the best player in the draft. The best player in the draft. There are better DTs in the second round than Jordan Davis. Good luck to you. Hope you find him. I'm taking Jordan Davis. Better DTs? (laughs) Okay. I'll take the 350-pound Georgia Bulldog who dominated everybody he played against and was a freak show at the combines and his production level off the charts. You go find your guy. I'll stick with him. See, that's a prime example of what we're talking about. You let your eyes lie to you. I know I shine. Let me guess. Guy played at Texas tech. No, no, no. I'm not no. I've only done I've only done the top 13 picks. I have not left out Wyatt. I have not left them out. I have not. Remember, 13 picks? There's 32 picks. I'm still going there. Um Lou says Sills, is Davis gonna be able to play three? Or four downs. Boy, that seems to be, you know what? That was one of my concerns. Are you talking about that because of his weight? Guy played in Georgia, man. He played in the South. I didn't see him huffing on gas mask. I didn't see that. Maniac, all good, man. Hey, was that you that said that, Maniac? I should have known better. 350-pound bulldog. That played 30% and didn't really play. Okay, Pete. No problem. Um, if the Eagles take Davis, hope he's a Vince Wolfork then. Vince Wolfork at 15. And if he turns out to be that, let's see. Well, Vince won three Super Bowls was the perennial run stopper 
in the AFC for a decade. So if Jordan Davis turns out to be, I think Jordan Davis could turn out to be a little bit better of a pass rusher. Why? I, and, and, and I'll tell you a little secret. I was suspect on, on uh, Wolfork coming out of Miami. Here, I'll give you an example. Vince Wolfork, Vince Wolfork, in his best year at Miami, had 35 tackles and five sacks. That bugged me. I had 100. And I didn't think he was very productive. And I was concerned about that. Okay? I was concerned about his production. But New England played him that way. Anytime they went to a forefront, what did they do? They took him out. Okay, should the 15th pick in the NFL draft be taken out? Not when you run a 4-7-1. I think he's better than the guy from the Ravens picking. I think he's better. Wait, I'll take that back. I think he's a better prospect. Okay? I think he's a better prospect. I do. All right. I I, I can't wait to see what ends up uh, happening uh, this Thursday night and really Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I just can't wait to see what happens and what the Eagles are thinking. But, you know, I, I, I welcome Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in, but I also want to make sure I welcome in the Philadelphia Eagles because the Philadelphia Eagles also – um, watch the show now. And um, yes, we've been in contact with the Eagles. And I'll tell you what, one thing right out of the gate, Gary, they get a little sensitive when you talk about their general manager. Welcome aboard, brother. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what you you mean, Howie, they were getting a little sensitive about Howie, huh? Did you get my Texas? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know what? Um I mean, that's not a shock to me. You know, uh, I, I know that they, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I got a chance to talk to Howie a little bit um, last week when they did their news conference. Uh, and, you know, he was, he was cool. He was, he was, uh, he was all right with everything. But, um, you know, I know Bob, Bob's been around a good while. Bob uh, has come back and he's kind of running things over there. Uh, so obviously, you know, they're, they're checking it out and, you know, they got a right to their opinion. That's fine. Everybody's got a right to their opinion. So th this is something that's that's not new. But, uh, you know, that that's their job to check out and see what people are saying. Absolutely. Gary, this is where I'm going with the Eagles on Thursday with their first two picks in the NFL draft. Tell me if you can see a strategy here and where I'm going. Okay. And from what I'm hearing, again, your sources, again, hopefully they kind of match up with a little bit where I'm going. I say at 15, they take the kid Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. Guy mm -hmm. ran a 471 uh, or Amazing. Four, seven, eight at 350 pounds. Yeah. Then I'm hearing that they're going to trade with the Green Bay Packers at 18, move to the 22nd pick, get a third round draft choice, a late third round draft choice in this year's draft for moving down a few spots. And at that spot, they take the Utah linebacker, Devin Lloyd. Could you see them being in that kind of – because Lloyd is kind of like a Micah Parsons, and if you know anything that everyone will tell us, and you know this as well as anybody, the NFL becomes a copycat league. That's and right. You saw what Micah Parsons did last year, where you could put his hand down, he could cover tight ends. That's kind of what this kid is. 
Could you see this strategy being played out a little bit here, or do you see a different one? I, I could definitely see that, you know, if if these guys are on the board. Now, the, the thing about Davis, you know, uh, with him having that kind of freakish uh, type of, uh, you know, 40 time and, you know, of course, you know, Georgia has been, you know, and their players have been in everybody's space. It depends on, you know, what these other teams do. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if somebody grabs Jordan Davis. You got to realize guy that big, that fast. And then, you know, other people are seeing, you know, they know, hey, the Eagles, you know, I, I got to give them credit. You know, you if you got big people up front, you got people that are dominating up front, your people behind are going to, you know, it's going to make all of them better. So if you got a guy like that, I, you know, I can understand that. So the whole thing is, if he's, is he going to be there? Because other people saw him run. And um, I know I've seen other people that have predicted Jordan Davis. And, and I tell her, if he's there, I would tell them to get him. You know, I think he's that kind of a guy. And, you know, if you got a dominator up front, man, up that hole, you got somebody coming there putting pressure up the gut. That messes a quarterback up. I mean, I don't care what quarterback you got there. You know, you could have a great quarterback. You got people in his face. He, he can't shine, man. He's he, You know, it's trouble because now he, he can't see. And uh, a, a, a great quarterback is going to – they hate that. They hate pressure up the gut. The guys outside, they can step up. They can do their thing. Like those guys aren't even there at times. But when you got somebody giving that pressure up the gut, and if you got a guy who just is a disruptor, like Davis is, that would be a great. That would be great if they can get him. I, I hope he's there. I would tell him if he's there, man, you got to get that guy. He's he's a special player. How about this too, Gary? Um, I threw a stat out at everybody here, which is pretty remarkable. That over the last decade, sixty percent of the Pro Bowl wide receivers were not taken in the first round. I think that tells you about the depth wow. that we're seeing nowadays that comes into these drafts. And to me, in my eye, I don't know if you see the same thing. It just becomes more littered with all of these wideouts from all over the country, from whatever programs that yeah. they come from. And you know, the one position I'm not ever talking about anymore is running back. I don't, I haven't talked about a running back. I can't remember the last time, maybe the kid from Georgia, third round guy. You I don't know. know. I mean, but I mean, there's going to be depth at that position. So if you're going to use some of these premium picks like the first and second round, shouldn't you go on the defensive side of the football here with those premium picks and try to fill your gaps in two in rounds three down, maybe later second round down to four where you start putting some people on offense? How would you go about it, strategy? You know, I, I mean, uh, you know, what you said about the receiver position, I think is indicative of, of where college football is now. Everybody's yeah. they're throwing the ball, man. And a lot of times this is this has affected the kids in high school and grade school when they start out. Kids is an exceptional athlete. He he's gonna he's gonna go out and wide wide receiver. He knows he could, you know, I mean if he's if he's not big, depends on his size, but if he got that, you know, net breaking speed, he, he wants to be a wide receiver. So you know, and, and really what it's, what it's done is it's just given them so many guys. And so you have, you know, you can draft and you can find wide receivers, you know. And, and the other thing is a lot of them 
come into the game ahead of what why would she was used to be because they understand the game and because a lot of them have been coached and the coaching is getting better on the college level where they're teaching them the game and they got to know coverages and everything so that is moving up to a higher level and I could see the Eagles doing that and getting somebody later on uh you know regards so I didn't get a chance to talk a little bit about that that uh, linebacker because he is a difference maker and see that takes them they haven't done that at the linebacker position they've acted like that's a uh, a, a a position like you know some of the positions like where they haven't really done that where they take a first round safety, and I, I would agree at, at the safety position because you can have one of your corners the guy can eventually become a safety he can play safety because you got to defend the pass so much, and your safeties and your linebackers are kind of almost blended a little bit, but. Uh, I, I think this kid Lloyd, I, I'm looking at him play, man. This kid is a special player, man. He is a uh, he's he's a guy that's one of the elite guys, the kind you want to get if you are going to get a linebacker. The kid has got to be able to run and run and run, and he's got to be a good open field tackler. And you see that with this kid Lloyd. So how about I, this? I, I like him too. Uh, hopefully, both of those guys are there. If they're there, man, and then they're able to move back and get him. Oh, that would be. And pick That's up and pick up a two here. I talked to Kyle Whittingham, his coach, uh-huh. um, at Utah. Know him very well. He's been on our program numerous times. And Kyle said, first guy in, last guy out, kind of guy. Um, he's always there. He studies film. He's like a team leader. Yeah, he loves the game of football. That's what one of my That's what you need. prerequisites is loving the game. I mean, That's we're right. watching with what Ben Simmons is doing. Yeah. You know, I think people don't really think that that's a factor, but it is a factor, as you know, Gary. You got to love the game. That's right. You know, I mean, Ozzy Newsom. He, hey, he's 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 a great guy. You know, I played against him for years, known him. That's what he always wanted. He wants to get a guy that loves this game. If the guy loves the game. You know, it's it means he's up there. You know, and you 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 got a group of guys. They love the game. That's the way you build a team, because. It's not just going through the motions, man. They're up there. This means this is something important to them. And so when you got a guy like that, that's infectious. That's the type of leader you need around. You need people that love this game. And that means he's going to be invested and he's going to be getting everything out of his talent. That means he's going to be putting in the extra work. That's the kind of guy you need leading a team. And uh, this kid's got that. That's 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 special. Here's here's some of the other names that could be around at 15 here and maybe even down towards the 22 number. Olave, McDuffie, um, the kid Burks could potentially be down there. Nicobe mm-hmm. Dean, also the kid from Georgia. Yeah. And, and Gary, the thing with Dean, people are telling me, you know, he's not really a big guy. And I kind of compare him to Derek Brooks a little bit. He's like 215. You uh-huh. know, he's like that cover two backer. Yeah. That Tampa 2 defensive uh, linebacker that uh-huh. plays tight ends, can play the slot, can play the seam. So he's kind of built there in that kind of notion. So yeah. he could potentially be there. I think Jamison Williams could be taken by the Jets earlier because the Jets are obviously going to try to put offensive talent around Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. who they drafted last year. Yeah. But some of those names there that I throw at you too, because as you know, you're kind of a slave to the <clears> – <throat> To the picks ahead of you, you got to sit and wait. 
Yep. And see what really happens. And I'm saying Davis will be there, but you're 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 kind of subject to what's being played out in front of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, and, and that 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 really um makes you be a, an outstanding, you know, talent evaluator because you might end up having to get your second or your third guy and you know, to be able to, to pluck a, a, a jewel out of there after somebody grabs your guy, you know, that's uh, that's tough. But I, I think that there are some positions that are deep, you know, like the wide receiver position. That's deep. So you, you can get somebody later in the draft. I, I think also at the edge rusher, there are a lot of edge rushers in this draft. And so if you evaluate them well, I think that gives you a chance to um, to nab somebody and we'll see, you know, pretty much with the linebackers, you got you got Dean and, of course, you got Lloyd. Those are the ones that have got a lot of uh, a lot of people talking about him. And and Lloyd is the guy, you know, that uh, they say is the feature guy because he's got, you know, the the size and the speed. But um, this is going to be a challenge for those guys. I mean, as, as much as I, I give them credit for when they won that Super Bowl, because that was a magnificent year. For Howie, I mean, he he was the MVP. I mean, he did a great job of picking players at a proper time when they could come in, and they were near the end of the road. But he would grab them, and he got a lot out of them this year. This year with this draft, man, they got all these picks. You you got to go in. You got to got guys. You find people that love the game, and then you you know you 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 uh, hopefully can 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 find some gems later on because there are going to be some in there. And so that's where, man, I would love to get my teeth in some of that, man. Wow. No doubt. I mean, I, I think there's going to be a boatload of kids. Yeah. Go back to your one comment, though, Gare. What then, then why wasn't the team built for sustained longevity? I mean, it just seems to me that they were built for 18 months. And that's right. Within a matter of four years, you win four games. You go from hoisting the Lombardi trophy to firing your Super Bowl coach. I mean – yeah. What, what 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 do you think was the biggest demise during that time and why the thing unraveled? Because it's got to be one of the biggest fall offs I've ever seen. I think Atlanta fell off pretty far after yeah. they got dusted by the Patriots. But this is a team that won it. Well, you know, it, I, was it the instability I, at the quarterback? I position think it was that definitely, caused this you thing? have to look at the quarterback position and right. I, the thing with Carson and, and with Nick, you know, I mean. Nick was just hot. I mean, he, he got he got the uh, baton, and he was hot that year. I don't know, if, you know, what we've seen. Nick hasn't been able to repeat that. I don't think Carson is was that far away. You know, he he started pressing and trying to do too much, and I'm really concerned about him down there in Washington because he could say, "Okay, I'm going to take care of the ball." If he takes care of the ball, he's fine. Yeah. But, you know, how do you get that through? Now, if some way they're able to get that message through to him, they're going to be trouble. I'll, I'll guarantee you that they're going to be trouble because all they got to do, take care of the ball, Carson. Look, don't try to make that crazy, you know, play because the play's going bad. Throw the ball away. Take care of the ball. You got to look at the defense they got down there. All he's got to do is take care of the ball. And they got talent. They got, they got a lot of talent. Down you know there. what, Gary? You know yeah. the difference – between uh, Frank Reich, I think, and Ron Rivera will be. Mm -hmm. I think Frank Reich was trying to pamper his his emotions. I think yeah. Ron's going to go like this to him. This is it, kid. 
That's right. You're standing on third base. You're either going to go across the plate or you're going to go to the dugout and you're going to be considered one of those transition quarterbacks for the rest of your career. You're either now or never. And get this, dropping the ball on the ground, holding on to it too long, taking sacks in the red zone. That's that's not going to cut it here, man. That's right. He's got to have a come to Jesus coach, and he just may have what you're saying there in Washington. He, he, you know, I mean, he, he needs somebody that's going to be, you know, you're probably right then that he and Frank were too close. They got to where, you know, the lovey-dovey too much, man. Forget, hey, production, man. You're not here because I love you. You're here because you produce, and you got to do your job, man. You take care of that ball. Your number one job, taking care of that football, you know, because – we got a defense. Make people have to march the length of the field against these guys, and we're going to be fine. And when you see something, you take it. But if it's not there, man, throw the ball away. Take care of the football. He does that. Then uh, I think he's, he's going to shock some people because I look at his numbers last year. He had he had good numbers. He just trying to do too much in that Jacksonville game. Foolish, man. Just some foolish plays he made in that Jacksonville game. Yeah, 10 quarterback rating is going to get your ass fired. That's- that's right. What do you think, Gary? What do you think Nick Sirianni's role is this weekend? I mean, what I mean, what's his role in this whole process of is it the coach standing there going, man, I really like this guy, or is this just completely how we show? No, I, I think he's gonna have a say. And as I said, I think this is a, a deep draft when it comes to receivers. I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe they they, they address that defense early. And then later on, they go ahead and they, they get maybe a receiver or two because they got so many picks. Or, or maybe they see somebody they really like and they make a trade to, to get one or two uh, receivers because there's a lot. They got a lot of receivers coming out each year. And you know that's where he's at. That's what he he's into. But they got to get it right with the defense, man. But uh, I think I really like uh, – I like uh, Davis, but I like the kid Wyatt too from Georgia. I like both of them. You get one of those guys, man. Get one of them because if you got a difference maker up there and he's getting penetration, that 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 can destroy an offense and an offense can never get their rhythm. If you got somebody coming through uh, and coming free up that middle and pushing that pocket and and, and those are the kind of things I saw those guys doing um, uh, at, at Georgia. And so – I got the kid Walker. I got the kid Trayvon Walker, number one pick in the draft, going to um, um, going down where Doug Peterson is. The Jacksonville, yeah. He's the best player in the draft, Gary. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you watch him on film, his hands like this. His hands. He's an edge guy. Yeah. He knows leverage. Yeah. I mean, you can do so many things with this kid. I think he's the kid from Michigan. I think he's going two to the Lions. Yeah, you know, just because I think he's up in that neck of the woods, but I I look at his production and I'm like, okay, well, the kid from George is ten times better. I want to ask you about Michigan. Well, that, the kid from George has got a bigger upside. I think that way bigger. He, yeah, he's got a bigger upside. Even Wyatt, like you said too. Yeah. Um, if you're in the second round and you've acquired all these twos and threes, and you're sitting there and you see David Ajabo, even though he got hurt on his pro day. Mm-hmm. He probably won't be able to play probably until the midway part of the season. If you're Howie, would you gamble and take a guy who could be projected a 15th pick? Uh, I definitely think uh, that you go ahead and get him. Yeah, because 
you know, you look at the kid, you, you know, you once your uh your your doctors check it out, say, hey, this kid's gonna be fine. You definitely you and if, if anything, what you do is you end up having that injury benefit you because you go ahead and you scoop him up. Because you're thinking of down the road, you know. I, I know it's uh it takes some courage to do this, but you know, I was kind of uh, messing with Howie a little bit about his extension, you know. You got that extension now, Howie, you know. So he knows he's going to be there. He can go and give this kid some time because he develops, man. You got an edge rusher. You got, and then you look at all the other things about the kid. He hasn't been playing that long. He hasn't reached his potential. He's not nearly uh, as polished, you know, as, as his uh, teammate on the other side, but he's, he hasn't been playing the game that long. He's got a bigger upside, and that's what you're looking at. Can you project one or two years from now who's going to be the best player? And he's got that's, a that's basketball background, too, where yeah. he was a basketball player um, that transitioned into being a defensive player. I like that. Yes, I do. I like that because I think of Antonio Gates when I think of guys yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And I also think of Gonzalez and people that were athletic enough to play those two sports. Yeah, I'm a fan of that, Gary. Are you? Oh, without a doubt. Because, you know, the athleticism and the quick feet, uh, the quick hands, you know, all of that. You got the the length. You know, I like the length. You talk a basketball length, you know, because you know, come around that corner, man. You got you got those long arms. You know, you're grabbing somebody before they can grab you, and, and the athleticism and everything you get from basketball. That, you know, you know, you go to a team, and you look at them play basketball. You can find out right away where your athletes are, and. That says uh, a, a lot of good things about him. But I do like the fact, like I said, he hasn't been playing that long. And he's going to have upside. This kid is probably going to have upside above a lot of the people that are going to get drafted ahead of him. And then the fact he got hurt will have him sitting there much later than he probably should. Gary, what's the role of the owner on draft day? Well, you know. Um, he's in the room, right? Yeah, it, and, and, and I think he's giving his opinion, too. And and what he's doing is, uh, you know, and you know, uh, I think they probably listen to him some. Because, is, is it well, opinion, Gary? Is it opinion, or is he asking questions, or both? Yeah, I, well, he tries to ask ask the right questions. That's what he he has said all along. He tries to ask the right questions, and he's a, a lover of football. I mean, he loves the history, the the great teams, and what made them great teams, and everything. So I think he can benefit there by asking the right questions. And, and, and making them really think about what they're doing and, you know, what are they looking at now? The big thing that that I think that the success they've had by winning the Super Bowl is they're looking to try to win big, you know? So you got to take some chances to win big. So that's where they're looking. That's why, you know, the kid from Michigan, the fact that he was hurt, you know, uh, I think, you know, somebody probably scoop up Williams, but because uh, the kid from um, – from Alabama because he got hurt. Because, look, if as long as you know, hey, this kid's going to come back from this injury, it benefits you. This kid got hurt, and he's on the, still out there on the board when he should be off. And, you know, you look at somebody, you got to be able to look down. And, of course, as I said, look at their upside. That's why a young player who hasn't been playing the game long, who's an outstanding athlete, that's definitely the kind of person you want to get. Gary, do you like uh, the kid from your college, uh, Drake London? 
You know, I I, I can't say I'm sure let, let, about let me him, give though. you let me give you my spin on him. Yeah, they won four games last year, and I thought he had a lot of production numbers and garbage. Uh-huh. Stuff. I you know I, I I'm just not sure about him. I don't I don't see the burst. I mean, I, I don't either. I don't see any burst with the kid. You know, yeah, he's taller. Like, he don't look yeah. like Keyshawn John. He don't on, look man. like Keyshawn. He's he's he's. he's he, I, I I I would stay away from him. I. I'm not crazy, and I, I don't. I, I'm not crazy about the kid from uh, uh, Notre Dame either. That safety, because I see, you know, he can run, but you got to be, you got to have that lateral speed. You got to have that quickness I'm laterally, ready. and I, and I don't see that with it with him. And he's tall and everything, but I I, I don't. Uh, I got to see that lateral quickness out of a safety because that's what you got to do a lot of times. It's not just straight open, just running. And he didn't test that well in that anyway. He's not that fast. And if you don't have that speed, you're playing back there. You're a liability. You can't run. You got to be able to run, man. You got to be able to run. And if you can't run, you people circle you and they're they're gonna go after you. So I I would stay away from him. I I, I um and I, I would stay away from London too because I just don't see the I don't see the quickness. I don't see the burst. You know, you don't have to be a burner. But a lot of times to get open, you got to have that quick in a short space. You got to have the quicks. You know, hey, hey, finally here. I watched the spring game. I'm yeah. going to make a proclamation here. The University of Miami and USC will be in the Final Four in three years. SC looked completely yeah. different. Yeah, they do. Riley in that spring game. They were spreading it out. Yeah. I saw some talented kids on that football team. That Caleb Williams kid, too. I'm going right. to tell you something, Gary. Southern Cal is going to be rolling back. And if they could keep those kids uh, from Matter Day and all those areas down there around the Los Angeles area, take USC 18 months and they'll be back to winning 11, 12 ball games again. And I'm, I'm going to get more, more of my stuff out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gary. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank all right. You. Have a great one. You got it, man. That's my friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29. Also, speaking of good friends, Morgan and Morgan. The fee is free. Folks, I've been telling you this now for the last couple of weeks here. They do not get paid unless you get paid. And that means this, you getting your fair compensation. That's what Morgan & Morgan does. If you're hurt or injured on the job, Morgan & Morgan is going to make sure that they go to battle for you. Picking a lawyer is one of the most important things you could possibly do. For the people, it's not a slogan. John Morgan doesn't believe in that, Okay. That's who they are. That's what they do. And for the last 30 years, $13 billion in settlements for their clients. That's what Morgan & Morgan does. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, Florida, and across the country, Morgan & Morgan goes to battle for you because you know why? Size matters. That's what happens at Morgan & Morgan. They're the biggest firm in the country, and they go to war for you, making sure you get the right compensation said this to you before. There's no question. When you pick Morgan and Morgan to represent you, you've got the very best. The call is free. And again, know this, the consultation is free. 800-512-1600. 800-512-1600. Make the call. You're going to get three times the settlement, usually when you pick an attorney to go and get your compensation. And Morgan and Morgan is the best. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, do me a favor, tell them your boy Big Sill sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. 
You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them up. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Please hit the like button. Thank you very much. Top of the hour, I'll give you my entire first round on how I see it playing out. Like I said, I think the Eagles are going to trade out of 18. And they'll trade with the Packers, go down to 22, and take Devin Lloyd, Utah. It's a copycat league. I'll reset everything at the top of the hour. By the way, real quick here. watch. You guys been watching the Johnny Depp um, – trial. Thank you, Johnny Depp. I just want to send some love here. Thank you, Johnny Depp. Okay. You make me know I'm sane. 
Jeremiah Sills, as a guy who's played the position, I want your opinion on Wyatt versus Davis. I'm partial to Davis because I think he's more versatile from the O technique, from the zero technique. We're here with here. Uh, I could do that now. God, they're both so productive. You've got three Clydesdales on that Georgia front. I mean, you, you, let me, the this kid Walker. The more I watch him, the more I watch Walker the more I see Aaron Donald and Warren Sapp and John Randall motor technically sound great feet and hands, upper body strength, all of it. Hips kids, special Davis athlete extraordinaire. Okay. Wyatt was kind of your, Lunch pail guy. Okay. Both, wait, all three guys, four sevens. <laughs> I mean, but see, it took a team like that to beat Bama. You had to have Nicobe Dean, their safety, and those three horses up front to beat Alabama. You understand that this is a generational defense. That's going into the NFL draft. You never see three guys on the front four drafted like that, unless you're Bama. Bama Clemson did it a couple years back. When you get special groups like this, I played on a defensive line that had, get this, I played on a defensive line that everybody was drafted in the top 56 picks. And my backups were two. First round draft choices, and one was the first player taken overall in Russell, Maryland. So when you're surrounded by guys like that and you have a unit like that, I notice it because I see it because I played with one. Okay? I played on a unit like that where everybody was spectacular, had their own highlight reel. Okay? Cortez Kennedy was my backup. I recruited him. Him and his mom. Maryland was the first pick in the draft by the Cowboys. So, I mean, those were backups to us. <laughs> I mean, we're one of the very few tandems. You know how hard it is? I think Jerome and I were the first Miami Hurricane tandem to start it. A first and third rounder were drafted. The two tandem defensive tackles. You'd never see that. You're going to see two guys go from Georgia First-round draft choices that were two defensive tackles. That's crazy. That's crazy special. Crazy special. Yeah. Never really thought Russell was the first player taken. But, again, another guy that I coached. I coached Russell Maryland. You know what's funny, guys? So, like, hey – um, so Russell Maryland was a freshman when Jerome and I were at Miami. This kid would become the number one overall player taken. Butch Davis and uh, Dave wants that go. Man, that kid falls down a lot. Me and Jerome looked over at him and we went like this. No, no, no. He's just young. 
He don't know how to play under his pads yet. He'll get there. We'll teach him. So Russell, of course, came right up to us and said, and there's Cortez. They're both sitting there, and I go like this, can you help us? And I was like, absolutely. I'm never going to run to you and help you. You come to me, I'll help you. We had to stay after practice, and I and I showed him. I go, squat down there, man, like you're a linebacker. Didn't put your hand down. You're not supposed to lean on your hand. You're supposed to act like you're a like you're almost like a like a monkey sitting there. Put your hand down and you just play, man, with your hand down, but you're almost like a linebacker there with your hand on the ground. And they got it. And they understood about playing with pad leverage. You know, they weren't the tallest guys. They were like six one and a half, six two most. Like Jerome was six two, six like that. So yeah, no, I he 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 fell down a lot. But that's normal for a young player. They fall down a lot when they come to college. Just not used to playing because the guys are really good in front of them. So I had a, I coached him and Russell. Yeah. Thank you very much, Vaselli. That's what people say, man. My highlight tape, man. I made a ton of plays at the University of Miami. I sure did, man. I don't think there's been a player since have a hundred tackle season. Hey, you, Hey, you should see Jerome's tape too, though, dog. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. All right. I've got my entire first round and we're going to do this at the top of the hour here. Okay. I'm going to reset where I think the Eagles go. If you want to ask me about your respected team too, Thursday's the draft, please hit the like button. You keep it right here on the national football show with Dixon. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, that fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Appreciate everybody jumping aboard with us. Please hit the like button. Man, that was a fast two hours, wasn't it? One more hour to go. By the way, tomorrow, Merrill Reese and Jimmy Johnson will join us. Phil Sims on Wednesday. We will talk with him as well. Um, one thing about Ben Simmons. I can't believe that guy was a sixer. And not so much I can't believe he was a sixer. I can't believe he played in Philly and he lived as long as he did. And I mean career-wise. I can't believe that guy was given the autonomy in that city. And he just doesn't care. And the organization moved Jimmy Butler, who wears people's out. I'd rather have a guy wear me out who's talented than keep a guy who's a fraud. I can't believe that guy was in Philly. Of all the things that are being said about him, man, I could see him being a Nick. I could see him being a Laker. I can't see him playing in the city of the Mamba. Oh, and by the way, that ain't Los Angeles. That's Upper Marion. That's the Philly area. How you doing? Mamba's not Los Angeles. Mamba's Philly. Let's make that very clear. L.A. steals it from Philadelphia. The no wonder you're pissed off at that team all the time. Man, I can't believe that dude played in Philly. What a loser, man. As a human. I mean, if you're Kevin Durant and you're Kyrie Irving and you're Steve Nash and you're like watching this guy. Like, tease the team and the organization. I'm going to play. Dude, that guy's the poster child for quitting. That's a quitter. And, and, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because, know this, okay? Know this. Um, That's the one thing you don't want when you're evaluating these NFL guys for Thursday Friday and Saturday's draft. You don't want any of that. I'll take a guy who's injured like a Dob- like David Ajabo because that guy loves what he's doing. And I'm all right with that. But I'm not taking a guy. One who couldn't get his LSU team to the playoffs. And some would say, Sills, you still wouldn't have taken Ben Simmons? 
you know what, man? I probably would have. Because I would have bit on the apple that was rotten. See, he's the apple that's rotten. Okay? Because you look at it from the outside, it's an apple. You're like, this dude, man. By the way, top five talent, too. That's the kind of guy who loves what the game provides him. And that's it. That's not a love. I've never seen anything like it. Guy that gifted who hates what he does. He, he'd rather be chasing Instagram models in Southern California than sitting there playing basketball for the Sixers or the Nets. That's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Never. Hey, Celtics are roughing him up, man. <laughs> KD's getting roughed up. Silio, how can Drummond and Steph Curry sit by and not call out Simmons? Because they've been probably told not to. That was me, man. Whew. You imagine doing that shit on a team that Jordan was on? Or Bird? Or Dr. J? Okay? Right? Hey, guys, don't forget, man. Incredible draft party, man. Seth Joyner, Mike Quick, D-Gun, Thursday night, OSHA Casino in Atlantic City. We're going to have you covered wall-to-wall, man. It's going to be a great time for everybody, man. Great time for everybody. Nothing wrong chasing IG models, Jeremiah. (laughs) Scotty Pippen. Hey, Jordan wasn't kind to him. All right, let me reset here. I said this to you guys here, and I'll continue to say this to you here. Look, this week here, this is really going to be less about Howie Roseman and banging on his past and more about the present and where we're going. I'm not going to sit here this week talking about some of the crap that we've been talking about for the last grading as drafts and this and that. We're going to talk about making the team better, and we'll find out. We know the Eagles watch the show. We found out all that last week. We were very thankful that we were informed. I showed G. Cobb. Even G. Cobb goes, holy cow, man. They care what Big Sill says. Do the Eagles, and we welcome that criticism. I do. But, you know, I kind of took it to heart over the weekend. You know what I did over the weekend? I realized one of the fundamental things that I used to do as a talk show host, I used to just shit on things, shit on things, shit on things, shit on things. Even my aunt reminded me of that today. It's about going forward now. It's draft week. Okay. This is what I say the Philadelphia Eagles do. Jordan Davis, 15th pick. They trade out of the 18th pick. Move down to 22 with the Packers. They get a third round for doing that. They take David Lloyd from Utah, linebacker, edge rusher, with the 22nd player taken. That's how I see this thing playing out. By the way, I'm going to go to my phone here in a second here because I wrote down uh, spreadsheet of my top and first round from over the weekend. I talked to Kyle Whittingham also of University of Utah. You know, he's been on the program numerous times. And um, he told me all about David Lloyd. I said, what about his combine? Wasn't the best. He goes, you know, he wasn't feeling well. Dan, he's in it. He's the first guy in, last guy out, dude. He's a team leader. You're going to love him. He's a great football player. A great football player. Okay, 
Here's here's the draft. And let me bring this up here. Bear with me. Okay. I wrote this down, and here's my draft. First pick, Trayvon Walker. Um, Trent Baalke, the general manager, has fallen in love with him, too. And so has Doug Peterson. They had a chance to watch him, and he is just an athletic playmaker. He's just such a great-looking football player. Um, I'll tell you what, don't be surprised. You know who's really skyrocketing up the draft board is the offensive tackle from NC State. Actually, Barrett, when I was doing the middle, was actually talking about this kid maybe being the best offensive lineman in the draft. Just reading some other comments here. And by the way, he'll have a better career than Aiden Hutchinson, in my opinion, who I think goes to. Um, this is kind of like a Dan Campbell guy eating kneecaps, you know, loves the game. Father played at Michigan too. Um, played 43 career games at all at, at Alabama, or excuse me, at Michigan and Ann Arbor. Um, he's a he's a He's a true gym rat, loves the game, 6'6", 260, edge rusher, and a 43 that works, and a 34 that doesn't really work. Um, okay, I, I, I don't really like the guy, but I think the Lions will take him. Iguanu, the offensive tackle from NC State, will go three to... The Texans. Okay. You're really looking at the 2024 draft right now if you are Nick Casario, the general manager of the Texans. Look, David Mills is an okay player, but he ain't your guy. That's not what you're really looking at here. Okay. You're 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 looking. You're 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 looking for the future here. And you're trying trying to find what's crazy is you let go of a franchise guy and a generational guy. Because he couldn't stand your organization, which is crazy. But this kid, the best, he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. I got the Jets taking Sauce Gardner at four. Cincinnati. I know a lot of people probably projected Thibodeau to go here, but I think the kid Gardner is a better talent. I graded him out a little bit better. I think he's got more. Um, upside, and I think he's a better ball. I'm looking at better ball players than I am for the needs. And plus, the Jets have so many holes. Robert Staley has to get – he's got to get talent in his on his football team. And he's the most talented guy there defensively, in my opinion, for the Jets to take there at four. Charles Cross, offensive tackle. Dave Gettleman could not build an offensive line in five years, him being the general manager of the New York Giants. He could not build an offensive line. This kid crossed Mississippi State out of a fine program here. I think he's a good-looking ball player, great pass protector. GMs like him. He's six seven and a half. He's a large human being, and he's got pretty great feet. Pretty great feet. Number six, this is where I got Evan Neal, Alabama. 
And I told you my problem here. You know, and could the Panthers go with Kenny Pickett here? They could. They could. Neil's the better player. Pickett's the bigger gamble. Now, if you're Matt Rule, should you gamble? Your career's on the line. Remember, he got a six-year contract from David Tepper, the richest owner in the league. That guy's a hedge fund guy. You know what hedge fund guys are? Trust me, I worked as a a commodities broker. And they'll sit around and wait long, (laughs) okay? These aren't investors. These guys are traders, hedge fund guys. Not going to sit around in annuities and wait for annuities to pop up. It's not what they do. David Tepper made money moving stocks around. That's what a hedge fund guy does. So could, could they take Kenny Pickett here? They could. But I got Evan Neal going here to the Panthers. I happen to agree with uh, Gary Cobb on Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton, to me, will be another Notre Dame bust. But he's going to go to the Giants. Um, if I were New York, I would go Thibodeau. But Notre Dame, New York, Subway Irish fans, this is kind of a little bit like the Aiden Hutchinson move going to the Lions. This is kind of a good move for them. I don't think it's a safe move. And I told you this before. Name me a guy outside of Zach Martin that's a good Notre Dame football player in the NFL. Can you tell me? Give me one Notre Dame player. One. That you call an all-pro superstar. Can you name me one? One Notre Dame guy. Zach Martin and who? Golden Tate? That guy's an all-pro? Golden Tate. Quentin Nelson? Chase Chase Claypool, okay? It's Jalen Smith. Good luck on Kyle Hamilton. Falcons, I got Drake London, as I told you. Wide receiver. Um, They love this guy, too. And they really think a lot of him. His average game in 2021, I wrote this down, 15 targets, 11 catches, 136, one TD. And But here's the thing. Everyone knew the ball was going to be thrown to him. You know what I'm saying? They all knew because nobody else on that team, they went, what, how many games did Notre Dame or uh, USC win last year? Four? You're playing from behind. Number nine, Garrett Wilson, wide out. Projected trade. We've got a trade here. Texans trade the 13th pick overall and an early third-round pick, 68th overall to the Seahawks for the ninth pick. That's why we've moved the Texans there. Any one of these wide receivers from Ohio State will be a good pick. At 10, I've got Jamison Williams going to the Jets. Um. He's coming off an ACL injury January 10th. 
I think that was the day, if I'm not mistaken, was January 10th. Um, if he plays, it'll probably be in late October. Okay. <clears throat> so you're really not going to see him maybe until December 1. So you're really drafting a kid that's potentially you're going to get in the back end of the, your um, your season. So I don't know. I mean, look, you, you want to get as much talent as you possibly can around Zach Wilson. And Wilson, I mean, and Jamison Williams, to me, okay, do you draft a kid off a leg injury? If he's that special, I think you do. So the Jets, I got the Jets taking him a 10. Commanders, Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. These, like I said, you're not going to go too wrong with these players. Um, I think the Wilson kid is... I, I think the Wilson kid is the more productive guy. And I do think that the Olave kid, to me, I think he's more of the freakish athlete. You know what I'm saying? You got one guy who is really productive and then you look at him. And I just think that you can look at him and go like this. Uh, you know what, man, you know, I, I I look at both these guys here and I look I see I see Jamison Williams in this kid too, Olave. Hey, hey, um Xander, did Jamison Williams start his career? I had somebody tell me, did Jamison Williams start his career at Ohio State? Did he start his career at Ohio State? They had him on the bench. So let me get this right. Ohio State had Joe Burrow on the bench and Jamison Williams. <laughs> that's a good thing, my friends. Pete, that's a good thing. By the way, Pete, I'm falling in love with your takes. Guys, please hit the like button. Wow, I didn't know Jamison Williams was at Ohio State. Look how far Stingley's fallen. I got him going to the Vikings here. Um, I think it's a good fit. I think he'll get good coaching on the defensive side of the football. Um, Durante Jones is a heck of a secondary coach in Minnesota. And I think he fits. He's not Patrick Peterson, but he's got Patrick Peterson skills. I just don't think he's the leader Patrick Peterson is. I think he's a heck of a football player, though. And how about this? He's being compared to Darrell Rivas. But see, to me, that's three years ago, right? Projected trade. This is where I told you. Seattle comes down 13, gets uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I think this is a perfect fit for Pete Carroll. Thibodeau is an L.A. kid. Um, he's from Los Angeles. Uh, Pete knows his folks, where he's from, recruited the area. Um. He knows how to feed into a mental game. The kid, to me, is a little bit of a guy that needs a push. I talked to Mario Cristobal about him a little bit. Mario goes like this, just a top five talent. Just an absolute top five talent. But again, the kid sometimes needs to be kicked in the ass subtly too because if you start beating on him, he'll shut down. Okay? Number 14, Baltimore. Trayvon Penning, 
Ohio, um, Northern Iowa offensive tackle. Um, there's no doubt that this kid here can be a Ronnie Staley type guy. Ronnie Staley had a heck of a rookie season for the Chargers last year. And I think he could be this guy. I could see McDuffie going in here too at the Baltimore. I like those secondary guys. Baltimore is notorious for drafting guys in there. So keep an eye on that. As I said, at 15, I got Jordan Davis defensive tackle. He's a Fletcher Cox type player. Fletcher's 32 in December. Um, Davis running the four, seven, eight at the combines at 341 pounds. He could play nose three technique. He can also line up in a seven technique. Um, here, here's something that if you're concerned about with production. In 47 games, he had 20 tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Now, why could that number be low? Look at the other guy he's playing with. You're not going to get a lot of gigantic superstar numbers with N'Kobe Dean, Walker, and Wyatt and the rest of that group. You've got to fight for every position he got there. So numbers are going to be, you know, they're going to be limited on what you're going to put on your ledger, okay? I mean, you've got to fight for every single stat, tackle, assisted tackle. you got to fight for that shit, man. Yeah, hey, that's right, Brian. Stanley was had a great rookie year. He did. Notre Dame guy. Okay? Had a really good year. New Orleans. Traylon Burks, wide out. On the other side of Michael Thomas. Problem, once again, is the quarterback situation there. Uh, Jameis Winston will be the quarterback. I'll say this to you. Jameis Winston was 5-1 and one before he ended up getting hurt. I thought Jameis was having a pretty good comeback season. You know, I, I really did. I, but the only problem is now you don't have Sean Payton play calling. Dennis Allen's now the head coach. He's been given the reins. Are they going to have the same kind of system there that they had there when Sean Payton was there? How much of a drop-off is it going to be? That could be an issue too. I like Mickey Loomis. I like the Saints organization. They just got to figure out the quarterback position. They got to figure out if Jameis Winston's the guy. Seventeen. Trent McDuffie, Chargers. Wow. The Chargers add McDuffie to that secondary and Khalil Mack and Joey Boza. Shit. I might just pick the Chargers as my dark horse favorites to win the Super Bowl. Man, they got a lot of good football players. Trent McDuffie being put on that secondary, right? So here, J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel are like your guys in the secondary with Derwin James. <laughs> Dude, you got <laughs> a pretty good group, man. That's a pretty damn good group. Davey boy, I here, I'll make sure that I just flat out tell you. Um, me personally, there'll be a quarterback taken. But me personally, 
I wouldn't invest a first round draft choice for a quarterback when you got third round third round grades with every one of these guys. Just not happening. I don't see it. But someone will do it. And I'll be here in a minute. Here you go, guys. Number 19, New Orleans Saints. Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle. Oh, my God. Can you believe Cam Jordan now will have Devontae Wyatt lined up next to him and already a hell of a run-stopping defense? Okay? Yeah, these are Sills' picks. That's right, Pete. But I'm saying that someone's someone's going to gamble for a quarterback, okay? Bring on anyone that doesn't work for CNN. CNN still up and running? Oh, wait, no, that was CNN Plus that got canceled. They spent $350 million. Get this. You want to hear something? Jacob Media. Jacob Media. Jacob Media has better success and has had better success than CNN putting $350 million into what we're doing. You give Xander $350 million. (laughs) Big Joe, okay? (laughs) We'd be broadcasting from the moon. (laughs) Okay, guys. Here he is, 20th pick, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, sir. <laughs> Xander goes like this. Sills, you're on your own, man. I'm taking the $350 million. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, Sills, I'm burning the boats, too. How you done? Kenny Pickett, baby. Yeah. Right there in their backyard. Pit dude. Yeah, yeah, baby. Pit taking Kenny Pickett. Get this. They'll take Kenny Pickett, but they wouldn't draft Dan Marino. Think of that for a minute. You had Dan Marino in your backyard and Steelers passed on him. And talk and took Gabe Rivera from Texas Tech at defensive tackle. Oi. 21, Patriots. Bernhard Raynham, offensive tackle, Central Michigan. Get this, man. This guy um, at the Senior Bowl kicked the shit, I was told, out of N'Kobe Dean. Kicked the shit out of him. Very impressed. They'll end up taking him. They need help in the offensive line especially since they drafted Mac Jones last year. Davin Lloyd, or Devin Lloyd, excuse me. This is where I said the pick will come down between the Packers and the Eagles. I say, now look, could this be a little bit of a a gamble here? It is a gamble. Because you're kind of hoping that you're going to get what Parsons did last year. Now, know this. Could you see Howie trading down again from 22 after he gets the 22nd pick and another second rounder? Could you have a double pick? So you trade out of 18 twice. 
down to 22, and then you trade down to 26 and get yourself another second or third. Uh, he could do this. This guy had 43 career TFLs behind the line of scrimmage and 32 starts. Just know that. That means he's in the backfield a lot. Okay? I'll write that in 43 career tackles for loss. 43 TFLs and 32 starts. That's pretty good. That's production. That's what I'm talking about. Plus, man, you know what I heard, too? He was such a leader on that team. Kyle told me that, you know, the two kids that were lost because of gun violence, he was like the leader of the team and stuff. And, oh, man, he was just such a great player last year and great team leader. He can, Pete. Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher, goes to the Cardinals at 23. This kid's a sleeper, man. Okay? This kid's a sleeper, in my opinion. I think this kid played on a shitty defensive line last year at Florida State. Okay? But he can play. This kid can play, man. Dallas Cowboys. Linderbaum, center. Iowa. Got to start replacing those guys up front. Zach Martin. Tryon Smith, got to start getting some guys in there, man. That offensive line is starting to get, okay, a little bit long in the tooth here. And they love building inside the old line and going out. And remember, you just spent $45 million a year on your quarterback. You got to make sure you can't have a $45 million quarterback and a $2 offensive line. You just can't. Okay. 25, Buffalo Bills, Zion Johnson, offensive line, Boston College. A lot of really good depth in the O-line. Titans at 26, Tyler Smith, another line, very deep in O-line. Tulsa. The Buccaneers with the 27th player taken, Jason Light. You ready? David Ajabo. I think they're going to take him in the first round. Even though he tore his Achilles on Michigan's Pro Day. I think they're I think they're going to because they're pretty deep in the off, in the defensive line. I think they're going to gamble. I think the Bucks take him. Okay? I do. And I think there's more upside with him. The Packers take Arnold Abiti, edge rusher, Penn State. Um, he is a fine ball player. Flying under the radar. This kid from Penn State, this edge rusher, I watched him on film over the weekend. He can play. He can play, man. 29, Kansas City, Kristen Watson, wide receiver. North Dakota State, they are in love with him. I don't know why. Okay? People in Kansas City are telling me, and I won't tell you who told me, they worked him out twice. 
I would not draft a guy out of that school, but this is who I think they take. I wouldn't. 30, Kansas City Chiefs. Lewis Klein, safety, Georgia. I think this kid's a sleeper too. Another Georgia kid off that defense. Bengals, Trey McBride, tight end, Colorado State. Now, the Bengals are going to have options down here at 31. Could you trade up? Could you trade down? Um, you know, they lost the tight end, I think, the free agency. I think that kid had over like a thousand snaps, too. So there's a hole there. That's why I'm going tight end. 32, Falcons, Matt Corral, Ole Miss. There you have it. Two quarterbacks, Corral with the last pick. Falcons, projected trade with the Lions. Trade the 32nd pick to the Falcons for his second-round pick this year, 43rd overall, and a second-round pick in 2023. I say the Falcons trade at 32 to get Corral. They get their quarterback on a rookie contract. Okay. On a rookie contract. Makes sense for me too. Played in the South. Okay. Oh yeah. Xander says that he, I got a bet that he goes in the top 15. I'll take that bet all night. No way. Just my picks. Okay. What'd you make of my picks? Okay. Two QBs and the rest of those guys will be decision-making the Ryder kid. uh, Malik Willis will also be a thought process. Maybe he'll be. um, Jermaine says Lloyd is not Parsons. Uh, We'll wait and see. Did you think Parsons was going to be Lawrence Taylor? Let's wait and see. Okay, 43 tackles behind the line of scrimmage and 32 starts. I know this. He's a player. Okay? Corral will sit behind Mariota. He will. That's how that'll play out. All right. Some other news on what the Eagles are going to do with Gardner Minshew and the quarterback position. I want to hit on that. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Your boy, Big Sills. Hey, do me a favor. Please make sure you hit the like button. Thanks for coming aboard with us here. Um, you know, I, I started the show out a little bit on Ben Simmons, and I was comparing Simone Biles. And uh, people started immediately dissecting Simone Biles versus Ben Simmons. I'm not talking about their respected cases. I'm talking about how we cover certain people. If women's sports want to be on the same page with men's sports, nobody would have cared, okay, about Ben Simmons' background, where he's from. No one gives a shit if Ben Simmons came from a single-parent mom or if he had heartache in his life and he was poor. Nobody cares. Well, you know, she went through some pretty tough times. With I, 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 I'm not debating this. Everyone's got their own story. But Simone Biles, she's doing commercials. Pause is okay. But you don't know anything about Ben. By the way, I'm not giving Ben Simmons a a pass. I'm saying this. Isn't it funny how the media, again, there's a great example of covering one person differently because of cancel culture and because of how you perceive someone versus someone else. One guy's a piece of shit and the other guy or a person or woman gets the pass. Again, I'm not picking on Simone at all in any way. I'm talking about if you want to cover people fairly, you cover people fairly. But we never see that. And again, I know I'm talking about rainbows and butterflies here. Okay? I get it. Sills, so are, you, are you really thinking that everybody gets... No, I know this. But don't perceive that out there and put that narrative out there that there really isn't cancel culture, because it is. It's a great example of it. Stephen A. Smith went as deep into Ben Simmons, and he's right. He would never do that to Simone Biles, though. She quit on her Olympic team. She did. If you had all those heartaches and misgivings, you shouldn't have went. There's nothing wrong in saying that, but then you're called a sexist or whatever, a racist or whatever you want to put on there and highlight your reasoning for people to come up with a saying. It's so absurd. People have opinions on things, okay? And the fastest thing and the easiest thing is to do, like Elon Musk buying Twitter today for $44 billion. Guy believes in electric cars and free speech, and he's a scumbag. Because you know why? He wants to give free speech to everyone. 
not just your side of the aisle. You know what really aggravates people? Trump having a voice. Don't you want to hear from him? The guy doesn't say the smartest things. He doesn't. He puts his foot in his... Donald Trump got beat by Joe Biden because of his mouth. Trust me. He got beat because of his mouth. Trump did great things. Never know it, though. Because of his mouth. Bill Barr was right. This guy was his worst enemy. And people don't see that, that you put your foot in your own mouth, you are your own, undo- your own undoing. Trust me. You set your own bear traps. Yeah, someone goes, Elon Musk not conforming. Well, Hoss, when you got $256 billion and you're the richest guy on the planet and you have F you money like that, and my aunt says that, hey, everybody can have an opinion when you have $250 billion in the bank and you don't have to answer it to anybody. And you don't even know. When's the last time Elon Musk paid an electric bill? You think he even remembers? Okay, right? You think he even fills up it? Wait, he doesn't because he's got an electric car. You think he puts that plug into his own Tesla? Come on, man. Tate, I got to tell you, man, I used to go to Twitter just to watch what a jackass Trump used to be when he was on Twitter, but it was entertaining. I learned so much from Trump on Twitter. You know what the number one thing is? Don't respond. I rarely respond. Only to you guys, because you guys are fun. Daz, the election was rigged. That's a beautiful thing, Daz, about my sports, my sports world. Scoreboards are never rigged. You know what I mean? That's why I love staying in my sandbox. And my, my world's never rigged because, you know, you either lose or you win. You can't move the yardsticks. Well, it wasn't really a victory. (laughs) I can't tell who's more idiotic, the 16 people or the 2020 people. Both are losers. Scoreboard, bitch. (laughs) That's how my world works. I got beaten at Fiesta Bowl. No matter how I slice it, no matter how well I played, it is still an L. Big L. Hmm. Seals, you didn't respond to my big ziti. Four pound. Oh, you're just an idiot, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, I heard that, Rico. I heard like when he goes up to Silicon Valley and he goes up to San Francisco, he crashes on his buddy's couch. Or like if he knows somebody, he doesn't own a home. And, like, he, like, stays in somebody's guest room now. I guess him and his family stay in some guest house or something now. How crazy is that? You're the richest guy on the planet, and you don't own your own home. Okay? That's crazy, man. See, that's the greatest thing about sports. Dude, I tell you guys this all the time. You know the great thing about sports? There's no dividing. Well, 
there's dividing because giant fans, cowboy fans, Steeler fans, Eagle fans all have their own sandbox, right? Everyone doesn't want anyone pissing in their sandbox. We found that out last week. Hey, can you believe it too? I spent an entire show not bashing Howie. See, I don't have to be like Skip Bayless. And if LeBron's not playing, I don't have to have a a topic to kill him. This is about Howie picking the right players for this football team this week. You know, and I'll tell you what, okay? (laughs) Uh, Took one phone (laughs) to make you go soft? Give me a break. What do you mean soft? One phone call? Give me a break. Soft. Holy cow. I'm not even I'm not even sure what that means. I don't care what that means. I love you guys, man. One phone call to go soft. What are you crazy? Big Sills doesn't go. Well. You might ask my wife. I don't know. I I, I take that back. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh skips all over KD. He should be. Mr. Gumby better show up, man. Or he is going to take a hit with that legacy. Hey, Joel Embiid playing with that thumb injury. Wait a minute. So Joel Embiid's playing with a thumb injury, and they showed how how injured he is, too. It's a pretty significant injury. You know what Embiid's doing? Embiid's going out dropping 33 and 14. Dude, I love this guy. Three of the greatest centers in the history of the sport. Malone, Wilt, and now Embiid have wore a Sixer uniform and played in that city. That's freaking awesome. You couldn't have three better guys. And like I told you, when Rick Barry was on last week, dude, he's more skilled than O'Neal. He's not quite as dominant as Shaq, but he's more skilled. Three-pointers, perimeter shooting, free-throw shooting, you ain't worried about that guy with two minutes left in a ball game. Toronto manned up. Well, gee, you know what? This just in. Two years ago, they are NBA champions. There's a pedigree of winning there, too, you know? You know what, Das? Das is Democrats destroying this country. You know what, Das? Then everyone get off their asses in November. I hate people who bitch about that shit. You don't like the way the direction of the country? We have an election every two and four years. Vote. People who cry and bitch all day, and I'm not saying you are, Daz. I'm just saying you don't like it? Vote. Vote. I like the people who bitch in between. Then when you, hey, did you vote in the last election? I I couldn't get around. Dude, they got every way feasible now. You could vote in a tin cup now. Dude, you, you, you could send a paper airplane to somebody now, and it's legal. What do you mean you didn't vote? There's no excuses not to vote. No excuses. <laughs> uh, so, is everybody cool? Do you see? See, look, I'll tell you what. The more the show went on. The more I went like this, could Howie, could Howie double move off that 18th pick? 
Could Howie double move? You take Jordan Davis at number 15. Then at 18, you trade with the Packers. You take either Devin Lloyd or you trade with the Bengals. Go down to 31. Still get a guy you want, maybe a receiver. Maybe not that far down. And then you get another second or third. I, I, could, I could see this. He's got a lot. How many picks do the Eagles have going into this draft before? Hey, and then get this. What are you going to do with Gardner Minshew? You know, I mean, Barrett, I happen to agree. Either Dillard or Gardner Minshew could be used as trade bait. Then get this, because watch this, guys. Why wouldn't Howie move Gardner Minshew, who's making $2.5 million? He's making more money than Jalen Hurts. Move him to a team that may need a quarterback. You get a draft point. The Colts wanted to give the Eagles a third-round pick for him. You get another three for him. Then you go into third round and you say you draft a quarterback and you have another quarterback on a rookie contract. Maybe the kid Desmond Ritter's there. Okay? Maybe the kid Malik Willis is in the second round late. You've got all these picks. Would you take a flyer and Malik put him and take him at two like you did Jalen? Hey, let's be candid here. Howie was right to take Jalen at two. If you looked at Jalen's market value, Jalen Hurts is lived up to where he was drafted. Alternate to the Pro Bowl, put team in the postseason, has been everything. How about this? The one thing that we can give Jalen Hurts credit for, he's been everything we thought he was. Not accurate. Um, Has to use his wheels to move the sticks. Heck of a leader. Willing to work hard. Exceptionally coachable. Can coach him hard if you have to. Good listener. All of that stuff. Right? All the things. That makes that guy who he is. He is not accurate, not the greatest technician, right? He's lived up to all that. Desmond Ritter in the second round would be money. Pete, my only problem was like the Memphis and Navy game. I watched that. Pete, I watched the Navy, a little bit of the Navy and the Memphis game. I thought he had some really shitty throws in that game. You know what I mean? I thought he did. I thought he had some pretty shitty throws in that game. Um, Smile says, Hurts got lucky. The COVID quarterbacks won't be playing this season. But Jalen's who he thought he is, though. You use a Dennis Green line. He is exactly who we thought he is. He, you, how about this? 
it's a great question about Jalen. Has Jalen surprised you? Has Jalen Hurts surprised you? As a starting quarterback, has he surprised you? Has he su- GT says yes. I'm really excited for this draft, man. I see a lot of surprises, and it starts with the top three. It does? 215, not yet. Davy Boy, yes. GT, yes. They are who we thought they are. Just went, hey, gaming. Saints had a top defense when it came against the run. His maturity surprises me. That didn't surprise me. He dropped his arm a bit. Needs to work on his mechanics. That was one of the thing, Pete. His accuracy and mechanics. That's why he was pulled at Alabama. All the things that I've said about Jalen, again, is what I think that Nick has put out there. Lou says not really. I think he surprised me. Lou, he's he he's he's surprised me. Not enough arm strength, Sydney. Yeah, you you can you can work on arm strength. Tom Brady did, so did Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning did not have great arm strength coming out of Tennessee. Okay. One read QB, but but Rico, that's what RPO guys usually are, aren't they? RPO guys are usually those one read guys. He played played really well in week one, but has been inconsistent since. I think in the second half of the season, Lou, I thought Jalen played pretty good down the stretch. I wouldn't. I, I was up and down a little bit, okay. But I would say this to you: he has surprised me. I didn't think he was a probably because I did not think he was a second round quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I I, I didn't think he was a second round guy. He needs to evolve his game. You know You know what, Rico? This is what I think happens this year to Jalen. I think Jalen Hurts is going to improve, but not enough that the front office is convinced he's the guy. Does that make sense? I think they want him here. I think Jalen goes like this. I think he goes here. And... Will this be enough to continue his run as a starting quarterback with the Eagles in 2023? That'll be the big I, – I agree with everybody. I think he's going to improve, okay? Okay? I think he's going to improve, but I just don't think he improves enough. Hertz gets a five- to seven-year contract. Where? Pizza Hut? <laughs> Where? Pizza Hut? Five to seven year deal. Holy cow. Five to seven. You think he gets a five to seven year deal? Mud on to me. All right. Merrill Reese and Jimmy Johnson tomorrow. You guys are killing me, man. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> No problem with the front office. Hey, man, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate everybody, man. Please hit the like button. 
another spectacular Monday. We are in draft week. We really appreciate everybody coming aboard and making this one of the fastest growing shows on YouTube. Thank you so much. Don't forget, if you missed any of the show, Gary Cobb was spectacular. Please like it. Show it to everyone. Rewatch it a little bit later on till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.